Listen to Ruckus Avenue Radio on DashRadio.com and download the app today. Ladies and gentlemen, Aesthetic Soundwaves is in association with Ruckus Avenue Radio. Go check them out at www.ruckusavenueradio.com. That's ruckus, spelled R-U-K-U-S. And, like always, proudly supported by Dilla's Delights in downtown Detroit, 242 John R. Street. Make sure to go check them out. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program. of the brave new world, of test tube and decanter, of hissing injectors and gurgling blood substitute. The year is AF 632, 632 years after Ford. We are inside the London Hatchery and Conditioning Centre, and this is the fertilising room, an enormous laboratory where the temperature is never allowed to fall below 98.6. And here comes the director of hatcheries and conditioning in person, bringing with him a group Tomorrow, of young students. Tomorrow you will be settling down to serious work. Today I just want to give you a general idea of things. Uh, these are the incubators, and here is the week's supply of over, kept at blood heat. Uh, come along, boys. Now here we immerse the eggs into a warm bouillon containing free-swimming spermatozoa. Immersion continues until the eggs are all fertilized. Ah, and over here... Here is where we bottle the alphas and betas. In short, gentlemen, the perfect process for manufacturing healthy babies. Are there any questions?
memories, memories of that song. That, I remember being a kid hearing that, and that tune always got me. That is the Hill Street Blues television theme for those who remember when that show was on back in the 80s. Originally written by Mike Post off the album TV theme songs. And uh, man, there's a reason why I play that today. I'll get into more talking in a minute, folks. But first and foremost, welcome to another episode of Aesthetic Sound Waves, a special episode. We'll get into that a little bit too. But I am your host, Glass. Thank you for the tune ins, everyone, everywhere. I am first going to that that theme though sets where I'm going with the show a little bit today. And that theme is beautiful and very well done written piece of music, but there's a problem with it and it's not the music, but it's how it relates in today's society. So once again, I need to get the shout-outs. Ruckus Avenue Radio, of course. Dash Radio, thank you so much for the association eh, Association and much respect. Also, for the proud support by Dilla's Delights. Shout-outs to different companies. Peru, Belgium, Brazil, Germany, Greece, Israel, India, here in the United States, Utah, New York. Illinois, Georgia, Michigan, of course, biggest state listenership, city of Detroit, massive respect, love, you already know what's up, and of course, world, world strong, everyone, keep your heads up. So, today, randomness again, but a lot of uh, themes I'm tying this into, so I want to just get right into the introductory music today because obviously a lot of crazy stuff going on and I feel like this first song I'm playing today even though it was written in 1970 comes off the album Curtis I'm going to be playing Curtis Mayfield don't worry if there's a hell below we're all going to go it says so much about what's going on and I don't think I have to expound anymore even after this song is done because it's going to build into a theme of mine. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into this. Curtis Mayfield, don't worry. I'll be back with you in a second.
Enough said, enough said. Mr. Mayfield said it all right there. Okay, folks. I'm jumping into the world of... I'm going to be bouncing back and forth between themes today. Don't worry. I got things to get off my chest, but we're going to be ending off in with some light here. We're, something's worrying me, though. Straight up. I can't lie to you. So... As I said, I'm jumping into eugenics for a little bit in this cut right here. I'm going to be reading from a book that I've been doing this whole season. The Age of Empire, Eric Hobsbawm, by Abacus Publishing. And it was in 1987. I'm going to be reading out of pages 253 to 254. So, before I go any further... This is, I got to do my personal disclaimer, which you probably heard in the beginning. These thoughts I'm about to express right now are by no means a reflection, first and foremost, on Ruckus Avenue Radio and or Dash Radio and their beliefs and everything else combined in there, okay? Nor is it reflective of how Dilla's delights feels, okay? Or their beliefs also, and their opinions. They are strictly coming from the voice, the person speaking right now, and this is just my opinions, and her thoughts, and her fears, okay? So, have to get that out of the way. Secondly, I am not a cons- full conspiracy theorist. Yes, I am a person who believes in certain conspiracies, but I don't jump on everything, right? Certain things are a little more different than others, but if one believes that, whatever belief structure, to each his own, that's cool. For those who listen to the show for a while, you know I gotta respect each and, each and everyone's different opinions, right? So that being said, I have some things going on right now. Remember, I told you I played 1984. Why? Straight up, I feel like right now, 1984 is all around us. That's why I played that cut. And that's why I'm going to read you this little excerpt out of this book right here. 
on eugenics and then I'll get into my own personal beliefs and a little bit of info from that. But here I go. Open quote. Eugenics, which was a program for applying the selective breeding techniques familiar in agriculture and livestock raising to people, long preceded genetics. The name dates from 1883. It was essentially a political movement, overwhelmingly confined to the members of the bourgeois or middle classes, urging upon governments a program of positive or negative actions to improve the genetic condition of the human race. Extreme eugenists believed that the condition of man and the society would be uh, ameliorated only by the genetic improvement of the human race by concentrating on encouraging valuable human strains usually identified with the bourgeois or the suitably tinted races such as Nordic and eliminating the undesirable strains usually identified with the poor, the colonized or unpopular strangers. Less extreme eugenists left some scope for social reforms, education, and environmental change in general. While eugenics could become a fascist and racist pseudoscience which turned to deliberate genocide under Hitler. Before 1914, it was by no means exclusively identified with any one branch of middle-class politics any more than the widely popular theories of race in which was implicit. Eugenic themes occur in the ideological music of liberals, social reformers, Fabian sociologists, and some other sections of the left in those countries which the movement was fashionable, though in the battle between her, her, heredity and environment, or in Carl Pearson's phrase, nature and nurture, the left could hardly opt exclusively for heredity. Hence, incidentally, the marked lack of enthusiasm from genetics among the medical professions at this period. For the great triumphs of medicine at this time were environmental by both means of the new treatment for microbial diseases, which, since Pasteur and Koch, had given rise to the new science of bacteriology and through public hygiene. Doctors were as reluctant as social reformers to believe with Pearson that 1.5 billion pounds in, in encouraging healthy parentage would do more than establish establishment of a sanatorium in every township to eliminate tuberculosis. They were right. What made eugenics scientific was precisely the rise of science of genetics after 1900, which appeared to suggest that environmental influences on heredity could be absolutely excluded and that most or all traits were determined by a single gene, i.e. that the selective breeding of human beings along Mendelian lines was possible. It would be per impermissible to argue that genetics grew out of eugenical preoccupations, even though there, there are cases of scientists who were drawn into research on heredity as a consequence of a prior commitment to race culture, notably Sir Francis Galton and Carl Pearson. On the other hand, the links between genetics and eugenics between 1900 and 1914 were demonstrably close, and in both Britain and the USA, leading figures in the science were associated with the movement, 
though even before 1914, at least in both Germany and the USA, the line between science and racist pseudoscience was far from clear. Between the wars, this led serious genetics to move out the organizations of committed eugenists. At all events, the political element in genetics is evident. The future Nobel laureate, H.J. Muller, was to declare in 1918, I've never been interested in genetics purely as an abstraction, but always because of its fundamental relation to man, his characteristics and means of self-betterment. Close quote. So, folks, why did I read you all that? Well, various many reasons. Back to introduction. Everyone touts 1984, which is variably given, but everyone... 1984 is a very well-spoken-of book, primarily because, you know, of, well, we, we, what, what can we say that doesn't speak already, right? Control, control of individuality, conformity, right? Aldous Huxley was actually a supporter of eugenics. Fact-check me on this. That's fine. You guys can go back on this. However, when he wrote 1984... It was his commentary basically in saying, I support eugenics, however, however, I don't think we should go too, too far. Because this is what happens when you do go to an extreme, in essence. It was kind of like the logic behind it, right? And then it's interesting, because towards the end of his life, he actually wrote a book that supported more nonconformity and individuality, which wasn't as popular as 1984. So it's interesting we take 1984 and use it as this antithesis, which was really actually a thesis, but saying, hey, just, you know, slow your roll, right? <laughs> That's in essence what it was saying. So, food for thought, people. This is just food for thought. In short, because I am short on time. Keep that third eye open. There are higher powers out there, whether it be big government, big corporations, or major media, tearing us apart right now. It's like a witch hunt. We're all going after each other rather than going against the big bad wolf. And it's time we start, or actually I should say stop getting the wool pulled over our eyes and see who the actual perpetrator is and come together as a people and rather, and, and rather speak for ourselves than the people with raw intent speak for us. In essence, what I'm saying. Third eye, 
Keep that third eye open. Watch what you see. Here, observe your area. Because it's scary right now, what I'm seeing. Mass conformity, less individualism. And I don't like it. So, okay, that being said, I'm going to play you something I wrote a while ago. I actually made a little short film out of this. It's called, uh, a poem I wrote some time back. It's called Mass Hypnotism. I actually wrote it, ironically enough, when I was in the military in 2003 and made a short film out of it in 2008, years after I got out. So, of course, I did this AS style. I twisted the sound around due to the fact, I think I've been listening a lot of dub reggae too much lately so the dub got into my veins but I twisted the original recording around and so without further ado this will get us off my rant boat and here is mass hypnotism taken off my YouTube or excuse me my Facebook video you can actually see the original on my my Facebook I have but anyway this is Mass Hypnotism, written by yours truly, Glass. I'll be back with you in a second. I am back. Folks, thank you for getting my rant off. Okay. And uh, smoother sailing from here. Okay. I just, I worry about us. I worry about us. That being said, I do want to get into something, though. I also worry about those being affected, not just through this whole COVID deal. Okay. But ever since everything's been going on, just the loss of life, you know, the loss of life. Um, whether it be through racial injustice and disease and so much going on, you know, it's it's crazy and it, it'll, you know, it'll bury itself into you. But I'm, uh, for those who have lost someone, I'm going to go a little unorthodox here 
today in this moment. But for those who have lost whomever it may be in their lives due to all this wackiness going on right now, I think the world sends its regards, right, to you all. And one of the things, this is going to seem, as I said, I just, so, <laughs> for those who have known me for years know I was really heavy into the punk scene, okay? And as a punker, we have a different way of handling things sometimes, Right? We're a little more anti of things and whatnot, right? Even when it comes to the idea of mourning and, well, death. Okay. Not a pleasant conversation. But we kind of treat things as a wake more than anything else, right? We kind of get it all out, but we try to remember that the good things about people rather than sit around and cry and not saying you shouldn't do that, but it's just the way punkers are. And there's a theme song over the years that has been built up around this. Even though back in the day when I was 18, 17, 18 years old, you would never catch me blasting this because the pose, punk posers were, this is the only song they ever knew. <laughs> but, of course, older I get, I appreciate it even more and even then. But there's a song I'm going to play. It's by Pennywise. It's called Broham. This is the live version, okay? Here's the reason why I play it. I've said in the past that when people pass, they don't die. They're spirits and the memories still remain. They will always be there, right? They don't leave. It's just the physical part of them that leaves this earth. They're elsewhere, right? So, that being said, if you haven't heard this song before, you know there's a chant that goes into the song. It's a very deep chant. For most people, especially punkers, it moves us, right? And that being said, <laughs> this is a fairly well-known song. For those hearing it, you're going to get what I mean. But their spirits are like this chant. It will always be loud, go on forever, and heard. It's always present. So, remember that. That being said, Pennywise, Broham.
Caspian To all those who work with us too long Life is the most precious thing you can do While you were here, the fun was never ending First time you hear that song, that chant actually, the the movement, the energy of that crowd, is it moves you. At least it does well, for me and many others out there who know of this song. So, and what's amazing, folks, is when we find that light. You know, even with us, and we realize that life goes on. And we do become in line, however that may be, all right? There is a life for us out there somewhere. And we do go through pains and misery in life, but in the end, it's what we make best, in essence, of the situation being, and we be strong for ourselves. And we do get through our pains, sometimes easier than others, but regardless... Regardless, there is a light, and when we do see that light, it is a nice breather, right? Ain't it true? Ain't it true? So, that being said, I'm going to get into a song that highlights this right here. Next song is Mark Anthony, Vivir Mi Vida, which translates into Live My Life, Spanish. If you need translation to these lyrics, which is a powerful song in its own rights, 
I highly suggest looking it up. I'll let you guys do the work on that. But uh, this this song highlights a lot what I am saying. That being said, let's get into this uh, song. I'll be back with you in a second.
Miente, levantente. Raise your, my people, raise yourself up, right? We got life to live, right? We got air and so much, you know, to give to others out there. Let's give back, right? Let's give back to the universe, too, at that. Okay, so most people know, if you've been listening to me for some time, I've been doing this for a bit, but today's episode on the scorecard, at least, at least <laughs> marks the 100th episode. And there's yeah, a party, right? But so what I'm going to do, right, technically it doesn't really reflect it, but some of those are broken up like three-part episodes because they're too long in length, whatever, right? I'll throw my actual 100th one, one, round 110. But regardless, I still reached that, and all of these produced by myself, so quite a feat. Regardless, oh, back to point. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to the first song, very, very first song that I ever played my very first show. Back in 2015, the 20, yeah, 2016, 2016. And I'm just going to get right into it. And this is Sizzla, Cowboy, off the album Ja in celebration of my 100th episode. Thank you to all the listeners from day one, if you're still there. If not, cool. Thank you to the new and old. Either way, for whoever listens, much respect to you and your fams. Thank you so much. Much, much appreciated. I'll be back with you in a second. Man, she men come in a jump so them a boss. Yo, on 
your thoughts. You now go African down now when you are running to no 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 worry. So I see me see where you do. No one no Iman you will you never humble. Drop down a hell and a stress and trouble. You go grab up them toy. See the inner you and your tan cowboy. And it is so much love that we have to give. Man, leave it to Sizzla to break it down to us, right? The one and only. Folks, as I said, I'm running limited on time today. However, however, general info, okay? I do have a Facebook. <clears throat> you can hit me up there, find me. Uh, you can also hit me at, at the Aesthetic Soundwaves1 at, podbean at podbean.com. Just message me there. And uh, I'm on other social media, so just message me. I'll give my email out next show um, when I don't have as much time when the clock isn't ticking. But until then, what I want to do is this. Outro song today. Thank you for all the listens, by the way, as always. Everywhere, everyone. Thank you. Outro song today. I'm going out with Slum Village Fantastic off the album Fantastic Volume 1. Here's my reasoning why. We're all facing hardships right now, right? Each and every one of us in some form of fashion. I think it's wise to remember that you always have someone else who has it harder than you, right? That's common sense. So, that being said... When people ask you whether you're how you're doing or if you're just thinking generally to yourself about your life, if you have a job, you got food on table, you can pay your bills, the simple things right now, especially in this time, count so much and are a blessing in by themselves. Right? Isn't that the truth? So, when we get down and we can't have this or whatever, right? I want you to, I think it's important we all to, to remember about the golden rule that others have it harder. But more importantly, to keep our heads up and to keep others' heads up, it's important for us to remember when we feel like we have nothing, it's important to remember it's fantastic, right? 
So, that being said, folks, thank you for listening today. Everyone in the world, be safe and take care of yourselves. And I will see you next wave. This is your man, Glass, signing out. What can I do for you? Troop, you making up. And now your lady wanna do me slow. She told me your cash flow was an ultimatum. Living productively in the US. She's Filipino and brushing you off like a classio in a casino. Now the rest of the night, you're feeling like Mr. Drano. Your stomach ain't right. You're drinking milk of magnesia. Now, bruh, life ain't gotta be like that. All you gotta do is grip your meat. Laugh at her. Massage her. Take a bath with her. Devour her. The only you should master. Faster. Slow. Hey, yo. This shit is for the willing, dealing, cash flow, transfigurated villain, feeling down low, right up a scroll on your home when she don't act right, this for my niggas who paid the damn dues, this shit is for my niggas who died to rip a mic, this shit is for the bitches who fuss and wanna fight, fight, right up a scroll on that bitch when she don't act right, it's fantastic, yeah, you wanna test the ass nigga, it's fantastic, and I'm feeling alright, nigga stepping in the club like dynamite, it's fantastic, nigga. From, from my perspective, it seems like when we look back through human history, we've moved in consciousness from being concerned with self to being concerned with family, from family to being concerned with tribe, from tribe to nation, and now we're on the verge of the next step, which is inevitable, and that would be some sort of global consciousness. The difference is what type of global consciousness? Are we going to have the big brother, Illuminati kind of control of one planet, one world, or are we going to have that oneness of consciousness with the diversity of form and the unity um, that makes room for uh, other cultures and systems? You know, in, in the Star Trek model, um, it was from Earth. It wasn't from America or Russia or whatever. Mm. It was uh, a unified consciousness, but we saw diversity within that. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your man Glass once again. Hey, really quick, okay? I have to make a revision to statements made in the beginning when I was reading and stating basic parts from the book and or my thoughts, okay? I had correlated 1984, the book written by George Orwell, and my main theme, Aldous Huxley, by who obviously wrote Brave New World, right? So moral story is, I was kind of putting the two together. They got smashed. I misquoted it. Yes, <laughs> I, I and I misstated the book that Aldous Huxley wrote, in essence. So I 
thought about that at work the other day. My bad. Mess up on your own host right here, the stupid idiot right here, right? But, yes, I do know the difference between Brave New World and 1984 and the authors, which was George Orwell, once again, 1984, and Aldous Huxley, Brave New World. Okay, so my mind was just lost in train of thought elsewhere. So, my point... I apologize. That is a correction on my error. And yeah, so don't want it to taint bad on my name. There. Folks, be safe. Have a good day. Sincerely yours, your truly idiot host, Glass. Q tag. Visit ruckusavenueradio.com for our station schedule and much, much more.